Welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Martin Scott. I'm a principal analyst and I run our video gaming and entertainment research program. Today I'll be speaking with my colleague Ola McKinde about Microsoft's increased attention on cloud gaming. The full written version of the article associated with this podcast is available to access and download from the Analysis Mason website. So E3, biggest gaming conference in the world. Microsoft held their briefing before the main show kicked off and made it clear that they're trying to succeed where companies like Google haven't yet had so much luck to make cloud gaming a mass market proposition. Ola, why are Microsoft doing this and why will the outcome be different for them potentially? Hi Martin, thank you for hosting this podcast with me. Firstly, cloud computing is obviously very important to Microsoft, not just with respect to cloud gaming. Of course, it's also important to Google and that didn't stop them from scaling back what they were doing with Stadia. I think what makes them different to Google is that they're already well established in the gaming industry. They run the Xbox ecosystem and they have published hit games for years, notably titles such as the Halo series, but also through partnerships with publishers such as Betcheddar. The other different and important thing that Microsoft are also doing, which will help them to succeed, is forming launch partnerships with telecom operators. Yeah, we're we're primarily talking here about telecoms operators bundling the Xbox Games Pass Ultimate in with their fiber and 5G propositions. The Games Pass comes with cloud gaming included in about 20 countries at the moment. Yes, but it's not necessarily just retail bundles. Microsoft are also forming deeper technical partnerships with operators like Vodafone, for example. So to take take a step back for a moment, let's give a bit of background context. If you listen to my recent podcast about mobile gaming, you'll know that the market is big and growing rapidly. Cloud gaming is also going to grow significantly as a share of that market, though from a small base. It'll be worth about 15 billion US dollars per year by 2024. And cloud gaming is important because it lowers the price barrier to entry for certain types of gaming. It means that people who couldn't previously afford to buy an Xbox or a PS5 can now potentially spend less than $20 a month to play some top class games rather than spending a large amount for the console and then each for the game they want to play. But getting people to even pay that $20 is is actually quite hard, isn't it? Certainly. That's why cloud gaming services haven't been a universal success so far. Rovio shut down its cloud service Hatch at the end of December 2020 and Google shut down its game development division, Stadia Studios, in February 2021. Microsoft's a bit different because, as I said, it's doing so many other things in gaming already. The expert cloud gaming service is a complement to their hardware strategy. It allows device owners to play games how they want, using a device of their choice, but it's also available separately from the hardware. So Microsoft have formed partnerships with the likes of SK Telecom, Vodafone, BT, T-Mobile in the US. One of the issues from where I've been standing is that I don't feel it's clear who exactly the propositions are aimed at and how the cloud gaming element helps operators to develop relationships with their customers. We've talked to quite a few operators about gaming and most strategy teams within operators are still grappling with how to segment the market as well as with identifying exactly what benefit they might get from including gaming as a value-added service. Um, We've written a report that helps to explore this issue. It's called segmenting the gaming market for telecoms operators and it's just been published in it we divide gamers into three categories casual 
core and hardcore. I won't go into the full detail here, but two of the key differences between these segments are how much members in each group are prepared to spend on gaming and the types of content that they wish to play. Microsoft Solution is priced at a level that best suits the high spend levels of hardcore gamers, which make up around 10% of adults, but the game selection is actually a better fit for core gamers, the middle group. So there's a mismatch and that's an issue not just limited to Microsoft. So for example, Deutsche Telekom's Magenta Gaming Service includes a range of games that appeal to casual gamers, the lowest value category of gamer, but the service is priced at seven euros a month, which might be more than a casual gamer is willing to spend. Now, going back to Xbox Cloud Gaming, so through the Xbox Game Pass, originally this was mainly aimed at hardcore gamers. But actually, adding cloud gaming into the Game Pass means that you don't need an Xbox device to use it, which makes the entire core gamer segment, which is 25% of all adults, addressable to Microsoft and to the operators that bundle the Games Pass. And as you say in the report, that segment actually has a pretty high spend on telecoms and entertainment services. They're valuable, and it doesn't stop there. Microsoft are also working to get cloud gaming onto dedicated streaming devices, similar to the Amazon Fire Stick, and onto smart TV sets. That's the point where operators could start bundling a free device and a free month of cloud gaming into a service upgrade. And then it might not just be core gamers that operators could encourage to upgrade, but some casual gamers too. Some of these casual gamers might actually then decide to pay for the service and essentially move categories and become core gamers. Yeah, and, and this is where cloud gaming really comes into it. So try before you buy has always been an important element of retail sales. It's why game demos exist and pre-pandemic it was the easiest way to educate a consumer about the benefits of say upgrading to fiber or buying an IPTV service. You could show it to them in action in a physical store or a shopping mall or that kind of thing. As services are now enabled by the cloud and people are spending more time at home, these services can also be demonstrated from that home. Cloud gaming then, enabled by a cheap dongle and bundled with a telecom service upgrade, could be an excellent way to encourage certain categories of consumer to spend more on both games and core telecom services. And that's all the time we have. We hope that you have found that brief summary of what Microsoft are opting and why it's important to operators useful. We've produced a number of reports around gaming and the telecoms industry this year with more due to be published later this year. For more content related to how operators are engaging with gaming, please see the analysis Mason website. To automatically receive future episodes of this series of podcasts, do please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening.